Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. All right. Um, and then we are complete. Okay. And then we are complete. So this this is our final... Um, Today I was asking next week. Okay, my Milenu. This is our final, um, our final service for for this month. Okay, on this conversation of in him. All right, in him we are complete. All right. So yeah, um, God cares about you. We know that, right? Yeah, God cares for you. God wants you to reign in life. Right. However, it's priority for you. It's not like you get a car, or a house, or a job, or a man. I will explain it properly, okay? God is not up all night thinking about, hey, how will this boy buy a car now? Ah, ah shit. How will he buy a car? How will he buy a house? How will he find a job? What will he find a relationship? All right? God's priority for you is, is revelation. God's priority for you is revelation knowledge. Knowledge of God practical wisdom that will help you reign in life. Wisdom that will bring the other things you want. Okay, so, you know, when they say um, teach a man to fish, he eats it. No, give a man fish, he eats it. Teach him how to fish and he can produce fish and he can feed himself. Right? Yeah, so God is more about how to um, teach you how to fish that is about giving you fish to eat every day. All right? So, it's why you see in scripture that miracles of God, you know, giving, turning, turning loaf to bread, turning, sorry, multiplying loaf, turning water to wine. Okay? Those are not everyday miracles. Those were, you know, um, maybe, maybe those miracles in scripture, maybe they're like 10. Okay? Like uh, multiplying food and all that kind of stuff. All those drastic ones like a bed feeding a prophet. Together, like they're like ten, because God is not creating people. God is not is not raising sons that will need drastic miracles every day. That before they eat, they will cry to heaven and say, "Heaven, send a bed that will bring food." Lord, let someone send me a lot. No, God is not out raising people that will need drastic miracles every day. God is out raising sons that will through His wisdom reign in life. So God's wisdom through His sons will produce results that can produce results. Let me, let me see what I mean. So God is out to, to give you, to fill it with knowledge and then practical wisdom with which you reign in life, wisdom to live healthy, wisdom to live fulfilled or postful lives, wisdom to, to, live, to have good marriages, wisdom to be productive at work, to create wealth, okay? That, that is what God is doing. Someone will say, my God shall supply all your needs. People stop there. They don't see the how he will do it. How will he do it? According to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Right? And we know from scripture that the riches of his glory through Christ Jesus, okay, is the Holy Spirit in us. Meaning that God supplies our needs by the workings of his spirit within us. Revelation knowledge. Practical wisdom. Alright? So, it is why God's priority for us is revelation knowledge. Knowledge. Because this knowledge becomes practical wisdom with which we can then, you know, um, live victorious lives. Alright? Good. So it's why, you know, you see Colossians, Ephesians, and all, and all that. Now, Paul will pray for the believer, okay? He's pray for, he didn't pray for them to have a job or to find or to, to, to find money on the road. Some people have those other believers that one day, one day, the way they will blow is that. They'll be walking one day on the road, okay? They'll now see, you know, they'll see Canada must go. There are dollars in it, okay? And that is how they are helped. They'll make their help of destiny or that they will blow, all right? You'd be shocked at how many people are thinking like this. It's a very Nigerian thinking and it's fraudulent. 
So it's why the Nigerian man will see one on the road and will not turn it back to the, will not turn it back to the owner or give it to the police, even though that's a bad idea. We get the point, okay? But in, they will tell themselves that this is that God has finally answered my prayer because I found one on the road. That is not how God works. God works in us, okay? Wisdom. God works in us wisdom, knowledge, okay? That becomes us capacity to solve problems, all right? And through that meet our needs. So it's why I says, I said, God's priority for you is not to give you a car, a house, or a job. His priority for you is his knowledge on your insight. It's why Paul's prayer for the believer is revelation knowledge. Colossians 1, 9 to 14, Ephesians 1, 15 to 23, Paul prays prayer for everybody, okay? That because I heard of your faith in Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints, in both places, in both places, in both places, I keep on giving thanks for you. Alright? Because, because you are saved and you are in Christ, you are thanksgiving worthy. Okay, so when I hear that people are saved, okay, I'm filled with, I pray for you and I, I give thanks. Thank God because you are saved. Okay, and then my next prayer is, my next prayer that they are filled with the knowledge of your, of your will in all wisdom and understanding that the Holy Ghost gives. That what a believer needs after being saved is knowledge. Knowledge. Okay? What the believer's priority after salvation is the knowledge of God. Okay? That is how we make the best use, the, we, we, we make, have the best experience, okay, of our being in Christ. That we must know. You must know what is yours in Christ. You must know how to live out what is yours in Christ. Colossians 1. Colossians 1. The Bible is better read, okay, than just recited. Colossians 1, from verse 9 to 14. Colossians 1, from verse 9 to 14. Colossians 1, from verse 9 to 14. Oh, well, read for me. Chidera, are you on the road, in the mountain, you know, in the bus, in your office? Okay, I know what to disturb. I did house, sir. You did house? I want to disturb, I want to disturb the, woman that, the woman that's with the man. Don't disturb Juliana, so I can distract her from, you know, sitting on the mask, whatever she is whatever she's doing. I want to distract her so that you can focus on this service. So, Juliana, get your oh Bible. My God. Get your Lovely. Bible. My husband is not even back from work. Good. So, so, you have focus. Okay. That works for me. The, the perks of being unmarried at the moment. I love it. Yeah. That's great. Okay, let's hear. All Don't right. Worry. Juliana, Colossians 1 from 9 to 14. NIV. Okay. Please hold on a minute. You've never had a Bible before. You've not carried your Bible before. I'm not in one. No, I, I minimized. I was walking alongside Colossians one nine to fourteen. Okay. Okay. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit. Gives, you know what? Stop. So that you Stop. Start from start from verse three. Three. Okay, sir. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people. The faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, our, de our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that he may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. 
For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. In him we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. So, you see Paul there saying, Since I heard about your faith and your, in Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped praying for you. Okay? That my first prayer point for you because you are saved is that you will be filled with the knowledge of the will of God in all wisdom and understanding. Now that is how you will live a life, you will live a life worthy of him, fully pleasing him in every way, bearing fruit and growing in the knowledge of God. Okay, he's saying that knowledge, knowledge of God, okay, that you live in and apply is what makes you live a life worthy of him. Meaning that people can be saved and not live lives worthy of God Okay, their lives don't match up to the reality they have got to in Christ. How? Because there's a knowledge gap. That's what the believer needs is knowledge. Okay? Knowledge. The knowledge of God. That is how you live productive lives, making the best of your work with God. So you see, it's used towards the wisdom and understanding. Alright? Please mark those words that are important. Now, wisdom in, in Colossians 1.9 Colossians 9, 14. Wisdom there is um, Sophia. The, the understanding there is Sunesis. I'm coming now. Don't run away. Okay, I'll explain what the Greek words mean, okay? Sunesis. Ephesians 1, 7 to 8. Ephesians 1, 7 to 8. Ephesians 1, 7 to 8. Yes. Yes. <laughs> In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us, with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he proposed in Christ. You can post that. So, we put... so the, here again it says, with all wisdom and understanding. Now here's the cute thing. In both places, talk talking about, about wisdom and understanding, but in those two different places, the understanding there are two different Greek words. In the first one, it was sunesis. The other one, phronesis. Sunesis means, you know, um, you know when, when is a knowledge that comes by, you know, when, for example, now, you read something yesterday in Colossians, yes, next morning, read something in Ephesians, and it just joins together, okay? Like, you put things together, oh, wow, that meant that man this, this meant that, oh, this is what it is saying, okay? Knowledge that comes by putting putting patterns, putting things together, okay? You know, that God puts, you know, I'm praying for you that, you know, as you, as you study scripture, as you walk with God, God brings you revelation knowledge, brings you knowledge, that, that things just join, things just join together. Oh, I get it now, in that kind of That is phronesis. Now, phronesis, you know, is God giving you practical knowledge. Practical knowledge. So that with the knowledge of God working inside of you, you can, you know, with your phronesis, with your, with your Sophia, and your revelation with apocalypse that with these three you can you now have on the spot minute by minute issue by issue practical wisdom to make shrewd decisions in the will of god that you are able to navigate day-to-day day-to-day living by the wisdom of god now here's my problem Many believers are hung up on revelation knowledge. They are hung up on, they've crammed, they've, in quote, if, if, if you can cram it, they've crammed the mystery of Christ in the epistles. They've crammed, by his stripes we are healed, I'm going to supply my needs. They've crammed all that. But they are lacking in the phronesis, the practicality of living out your day to day reality in Christ. Okay? And that is part of what God wants to give us. It wants to give you phronesis, wisdom for practical decision-making to navigate his will on a day-to-day, issue-by-issue basis. And it is key, okay, if we will live out the best lives in the God that's on earth, we have to have understanding, practical insights that we can apply. You know, so there must be more to than cramming Bible. The Bible you have crammed, okay, that you read, not crammed, should be you should God should be able to work on those things to produce in you wisdom for every day so you can solve problems. Hallelujah. 
So it is by this solving problems through phronesis, okay, that you reign in life. So your Sophia wisdom, your Sonesis understanding, your apocalypse revelation should lead you to if you if you is a word name, so I'm not going to allow the person, the name of this person asking to join in is Ode McNeil. Last time, last time, last time of person we saw we saw we saw nudity. So someone should advise me. Advise me. The name is weird. Decline, decline, decline. Don't do it, Abby. Decline. <laughs> oh, the Mac Nah, I ain't doing that. My decline, Danigan. <laughs> oh, the Mac Neal. Go. All right. So this is key, okay? This is key. Um, Ephesians 1 8 to 15. Ephesians 1 15 to 23. Ephesians 1 from 15 to 23. 15 to 23. Ephesians 1, 15 to 23. Yes. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Please pause. I keep asking... You see, you see, you see, you see the same thing in Colossians and Ephesians. Paul says, because I heard about your faith, mm, your faith and your love, because when you understand true faith, it should produce acts of love in you. Hmm. Knowledge of God, producing faith in you, should also produce love in you. So usually, faith and love, when you truly... Oh, mute your mic, ma, Juliana. <laughs> when you truly... Mute your mic. Okay. When you truly, you know, receive faith and walk in it, okay, it should produce love in you. But here's my idea. That Paul in both places, I heard about your faith and love in Christ, your faith and love for, you know, for the saints. And because of this, I give thanks for you. That because you have received Christ, okay, is thanksgiving worthy. So, if you look at your life right now, I'm wondering, what should I give thanks for? Paul says that you have come into Christ. That if you really know what it means to be in Christ, and what it means to what it means to come into the things yours in Christ, you'll be giving thanks. That the believer is thanksgiving worthy. That there are things in your life because you're in Christ that you should be thankful for. Alright, so in so um as we begin to unravel okay what we have in Christ, we will see more and more reasons to be thankful because we're in Christ, okay? But first Paul says, I give thanks for you. I give thanks for you. So first of all, when I pray for a believer. Pray, thank, thank, thank for them that, oh, he's even saved. Even if they are still acting one kind, they are still funny another God, oh, he has even accepted Jesus, meaning that there's hope for him. Yes, he has come in already. Then we can pray for him to grow. But we first give thanks because he's saved and in Christ, okay, he has come into life. Okay, so there's hope for the future. So the believer is thanksgiving worthy. Number one prayer, thanksgiving. Please go on from verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your hearts may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead, and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly, heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Go on. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Hallelujah. So say again, Paul, pray the same prayer, same prayer, pray the Colossians, okay, I'm praying for you. That because you are saved, okay, I'm praying that I keep saying the same prayer for you. And a prayer is that you know the hope that God has called you to. That you know the things yours in Christ. He says, I'm not praying that you have these things. I'm praying because you have it. I'm praying that you may know what you have because you are in Christ. Okay, Paul, I pray for you that you may know. Okay, that you may also know the power available to you because you're in Christ, okay? I said, I'm not, I'm not praying that you have power. I'm praying that you are aware of the power available to you. That this power, you know, is what took Christ up from the dead. And seated him, you know, at lost and every places, far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and all that, okay? That, you know, I want you to know the power, you know, 
available towards you. Okay, so if Paul would pray this prayer for other saints, it means that if those saints have sins, they will pray it for themselves every time. Meaning, these are the prayers you will be praying for yourself. So look for prayers to pray. So you don't have prayer points, you have prayer points. Open the Pauline epistles and pray the prayers he prayed for saints. You would have found the prayers you should pray for yourself every day. So can I can again share how he prayed this prayer? I think for for six months at a time every day, for one hour, for six, six months every time he was a pastor then. He said he began to get opened up the revelation knowledge. I was like, I was now wondering what was I teaching all the years for now? What was I teaching people all the years for now? What was I teaching people all the years for now? That he felt as though he knew nothing before. Now he knows something. Okay, that he felt as though before he started praying that prayer, he felt, felt as though he knew nothing before. They just begin to know stuff. So when you begin to pray prayers like this, you, you begin to, number one, have desire for more knowledge. You study more. You pray more. And as you study, you have more understanding. So you should pray this prayer for yourself, for other saints every time. Okay, pray it. Today, I pray that the eyes of my son is enlightened. I know much more. I know, I know more and more who I am in Christ. I know more and more the things mind because I'm in Christ. I know the power available towards me. And this power shows in my job, in my relationship, my career. You know, you personalize, you personalize and you pray it, okay? You should pray these prayers every time. Second Peter 1. Second Peter 1. Second Peter 1 to 15. Okay. Go on. Second Peter 1, 1 to 15. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through this, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge. Should I continue? Yes, continue. Continue to 15. And to knowledge, oh, I thought you said five. And to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, Mutual affection and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in, in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sin. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body. Because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember this. Do you see that? So he says, it's so vital that, that I will always remind you of these things. Knowledge. Remind you of what you need to know so that you don't stumble, so that, you're, so, that, so, that, so that your faith is effective. Many believers have uneffective faith because they don't have knowledge. Many have ineffective faith, living on productive Christian lives because, because of a lack of knowledge knowledge of who they are in Christ, and how to live out these realities. It says, if these things are in you, in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective. So, we are meant to be increasing in our knowledge of God. How? Prayerful study. Now, I'm not saying that we should have some spooky knowledge. You know, this, this happens a lot these days. Someone says, if you pray three hours every night, you begin to see angels and all that. Please shut up. Please stop it. Stop. Okay? It's not some... You know, you, you don't... See, if God wills for you, as you as you stay tuned to God and know that you might see angels, you might see all that kind of stuff, but that should not be your, your pursuit. 
If you pay three hours every time, you see angels. If you're not careful, you'll see demons. And it will scare you. So don't look at it's not missing. So I'm not talking about some spooky knowledge. I'm saying that there's a way, there's a way, there's a way the knowledge of God grows, grows on you on a daily as you study and obey. Okay? There's a way the knowledge of God grows on you as you study gospel and apply it to your life. Study the epistles. Apply it. That's all. Prayerfully study the epistles and apply, obey. All these dramatic, dramatic things that people look for, you know, I saw angels, I entered realm, I entered portals. Those things, they give me the, they give me the GBs, you know. When I hear those words, I get worried. Now I hear portal. You know, the fact is, they've turned they some words to bad words. When I hear dimension, dimension is meant, meant to be a good word, but when I hear dimension now, I have PTSD. Dimension, like, hey, let's, let's, let's be alive. Why are we going to again? Okay, so let's stop the spookiness. Stop it. Just the knowledge of God in scripture. And applying, it on your, and applying it on a regular basis. You know, God teaching you. You know, God directing you. God leading you. God helping you to live out your daily Christian life. Okay? If you grow like this, you will be effective in your Christian work. Read the epistles. Eat the epistles. Prayerfully study the epistles. Okay? And apply it to your life. Do what it says. There's nothing I'm looking for outside. Okay? You know, these days people, you know, people look for the most, the most dimensional man of God. Man of God has the most dimension, okay? And so even men of God have now known the gimmicks. So even them to the gimmicks. So they know that if they say dimension, portal, you will like it. So they say it to entrap the gullible. You know, it's like if you pray to us every day, you will see angel. The question is this. If you're a working believer, you have work you are doing. You have work. You are working somewhere. You are working a job. You are in school. How are you meant to be able to pray three hours every day? Stretch. You know, three hours every day. I don't, I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people are doing it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how people are doing it. Okay. But yeah. So they say those things to excite, to excite the masses. And the masses too. Uh, there's one that one happened recently, okay? This I heard, it was in Kenya also that the man of God said Christ is coming back very soon, so, so that they should, they should fast. So they fasted until some people died in the fast. They died fasting, waiting for God. You know why? People like spooky things. People like deep things. Okay, that's not the point of this thing. The light of God is a scripture. It's a scripture. It's not spooky. It's not. It's not. It's not as deep as people say it. It's in scripture. It's just, you know, as you study it prayerfully, there's a way it goes into your heart and becomes really you. It's not some new, new, new rema, or new, new revelation, or calculating when Christ to come back, someone calculating when Christ to come back. That's not the point. It is that as you study scripture prayerfully, these things just begin to find life in you. They, they, they begin to take a hold of you. They begin to understand how to apply it also. So, you know, for example now, you know, when, when the Bible says, you know, husbands love your wife, Christ the church, that's a simple knowledge, right? But there's a, there's a way, there's a way prayerful study and desire makes those things come alive. And you need to understand, okay, this is what loving my wife means in this season, in this context. Do you understand? So it's not some dramatic, again, little the drama. I'm going to show in Colossians 2, where Paul calls those dramatic people, calls them unspiritual. So he says they, they talk about how they saw angels. Paul says they, they are unspiritual carnal men. So people think carnality is carnality is just is just you know what you call carnality. When you are over hyped about deep things, what you saw in the spirit, you can be expressing carnality. All right. So so knowledge of God is not, it's not in those gra gra. See this working God is not gra gra. It's not gra gra. It's just you know understanding your in Christ realities and applying to your world. Understanding your in Christ realities. And applying to your world. Hallelujah. So read your Bible prayerfully. Read your Bible prayerfully. Mm-hmm. Read, read, read it. Read it to to apply your life, not to show, not not to do streak. Mm-hmm. Leave the streak alone. Just read. Now, if we are being sincere, Lord, can I say so? If we are being sincere, you might not be able to to. To fully study every day. You can read through, you can skim through, you know, but it might, it might not even work some people. Some people don't have time to actually do a proper reading every day. Okay? Now, what about, what about your weekends? 
when you can actually give time, you can deliberately craft time your weekend to do it. There is no, say again, God is not marking score in heaven for the streak you completed. Yes, consistency brings growth, but focus on the growth that it brings, not on the streak it creates. Focus on the growth that consistency brings. Focus on the results, not, not on the drama, on the, on the booger. So people go online right now on Twitter and say, ah, we prayed seven hours today, we prayed seven hours, we prayed clinical, clinical. Nobody cares. Nobody. Nobody cares for the hours. Okay? What we want to see is that it is producing growth in you. We, so the, the utter work of grace in you is that it is showing. It is showing. So focus on the results of the activity, not on the activity. So if if you struggle to, to you know, wake up in the morning at 5 a.m. and read your Bible and pray, it's fine. Can you create another time where you can do it? Focus on the results. So keep tweaking your routine to get the best result. Focus on the results, not on the on the drag on the on the on the on the on the on the bragging rights or the, you know. Focus on the results that you should create. Do you understand? All right. So read my prayerfully. Read books in your secular fields. Read books in your secular fields. If you got saved and your GP now drops, you got serious with God. Your GP now dropped. Something is wrong with you. Something is wrong with you and your pastor. Not me, sure because I teach you well. All right? But if you got saved, you got serious with God, and you went from first class to 2-1 or 2-2, why? If they go to church, they pray. Something is wrong with that prayer. Something is wrong with the prayer you are praying. Something is off with it. Okay? See, we see in scripture that the Hebrew boys served their own God, our God, and they were best in their class. They were 10, 10, 10 x better than 10 x better than, than people, than people, you know, of the world. You all, you got saved, you drop GP. People in scripture, because they are in Christ, because they, because they belong to God, they are succeeding. You all, you all is, is the reverse. God forbid it. What about Abraham and Co? What about Joseph? You know, what about Daniel and Co? So, knowledge of God in you should make you productive, should make you valuable. So, you must apply yourself to succeed, to be valuable. The Hebrew boys, the Hebrew boys, you know, in Babylon, they, they, they studied the crafts that they taught. You know, they were, in a, they were in a gifted school. They were in a school. They were in a school program. In, they were in a program. Okay? Means they were being taught. They had lectures. They were the best there. Meaning that they studied their books, listened in class, and then applied grace to it. Hmm. They did not skip class. I mean, praying God, I, you know, miraculously I passed my exam. You know, they missed class. Miraculously, I will pass. Amen. Miraculously, I will pass. Hmm? Now, I hear, I hear funny ones. How some was not in the exam hall, but somehow he wrote the exam and he passed. I don't know about that. Okay? No, I don't know how they did it. Okay? But you stop, stop funny prayers. Okay? Read your secular books. You're a business person, you're a career person. Read. Take courses. Apply yourself. Desire to be the best. Alright? So, so that, you know, we, we, the prayers that we're praying, these prayers don't work magically. Okay? The prayers don't work magically. They work by you applying yourself. When you go your finances, come on. Apply yourself to study. Study. Grow your skills. Even beyond finances. You know, Christ says he has received all authority in heaven and on earth. Okay? Christians one talks about, about, talk about how all things were made by him for him through him. And now in him all things all together. How is the head over all things for the church? All. 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 In him all things all together. Sciences, philosophy, pneumatology, you know, psychology. So meaning the believer in Christ or to desire to, 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 to you know, to, to, to succeed, to, to reign in these things. If all things were made by him, for him, through him, through him, and we are complete in him, it means also I should desire to, you know, the one he has put in your hands, desire to succeed there. 
And the succeed there means that you apply the spirit supernatural to the natural, meaning that you do natural things and then the spirit supernatural things. So you will study like every person you study. Okay, like every person reads their book to pass, you will read even more because why? You are excellent, you are noble. You will read even more. Take more courses, you apply yourself more, work even harder, better ethics. So then you now apply grace because even the way grace works, grace is not jazz. Grace is not jazz. Grace is that as you are studying, yes, you understand it. That's grace. Grace is that as you apply yourself, it gives you ideas, knowledge, inspiration. That when men struggle to understand, grace makes you understand it. I know some personal, I know some personal, how to learn skills on my own. Grace, I know it. So this is what I'm talking about. Talking about the, grace is not jazz. Grace is not, it's not you picking money on the road or you getting job, job, job you don't deserve. You don't apply, you got the job. Well, or you don't have qualification, you got the job. It's even dangerous because now they employ you now. You can't do the job. I don't know if it's a miracle happened that or, or time or chance just happened. You just got lucky. Because God does not do, does, doesn't do my mago, doesn't, doesn't cheat. So the grace should make you prepared, make you excellent, make you noble, make you understand stuff, make you apply yourself. So read. Take a course. Take those courses. Take those courses. Do the MBA if you need to. Do the MSc if you need to. But you must desire, because Christ has an authority. It must, that authority is expressed through the church. It's authority over all things. You know, in, in days where, you know, people, they're not, you have to understand that the people that are, as, as some problems in the world right now, the innovators, the innovators are not Christians. It's our fault now, because people left church. People left work, go to church. People left, people left work, go to church. Okay? People, 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 yeah, we have people in school. Students in school that are not reading their books, they're in church praying, they're in school, university all, praying 14 hours, you know, every day. Okay? So how then do we invent things? How do we solve problems? Okay? We are called to take our light out from the church into the world. No else we do. We pack the light and stay in church. Sit in church all day. Program every day. Mm -hmm. There is Monday night prayer. Three hours by chapel side. I'm sorry, I'm taking on taking students because that was a lot in schools. Okay, that was a lot in schools. Three hours on Monday. Monday night. On Tuesday, there's, there's leaders meeting. When is this service? All these six hours. Thursday, another, another S-Commit to evangelism. Friday. So, they spend all the day in church. So, when then will you shine in your world? Hmm? We have meant to take light from the church into the world and shine there. So increase your skills. Okay, read books on marriage, relationships, you know, attribute friendships, read books, study, apply yourself to wisdom. Read motivational books, read self-help books, you know, read these things come together and they 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 they, they begin to make sense, they come together and they make sense. The Holy Ghost will only work with what it makes with you. The Holy Ghost works with what it makes in your head. It will help you with what it meets with you. Are we still together? Are we still together? So, you limit yes. God. Thank you. You limit God by the tools it meets in your hands. You limit what God can do through you by the tools in your hands. You limit what God can do through you by the tools in your hands. Hmm. You limit what God can do through you by the tools in your hands. David, David had to have the skill of a sling. Hmm. Uh, David told, Goliath, told Saul, I don't, I don't know how to use sword though, but this sling thing, I know how to use it. I know how to use it. So God had to breathe on the skill that David had. Mm. So, what skill will God use to supply all your needs? So, give God something to work with. Get better at, your, at what you are doing. Develop yourself. Get better. Desire to be better. To be, to be, to be excellent so that God can you know, bring more out of you. There is no pay, there's no piety in mediocrity. Hmm. Many people think God is doing them. Many people think God is doing them. Like God is saying, wait. He's not telling you to wait, though. It's your lack of skill that's making you wait there. <laughs> Some people think that, that one day, when God, when God finally has their time, that when God finally, you know, has time, He will open His eyes of favor 
and show them mercy and they will blow. No, 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 no. It's your lack of financial literacy and discipline and skill that is keeping you there. So you will rise by applying yourself. All right? Let the grace of God in you help you to learn skills. Okay? Learn skills. Prepare for interviews. Act well. Build connections. Do you understand? Let that grace help you do those things that lead to the big breaks. Hallelujah. Are we still here? You yes, are sir. you are complete in him. You are enabled and empowered so that you, can, you, you can't be part of mediocre stock. You are complete in him. You are in him. Enabled and empowered. So you have no right to be part of the mediocre stock. You have to apply that completeness every day in all you do to keep getting ahead. Many times, people are blaming God for what they should have done. They are putting, they are putting their failures at the table of God. You, you will get up, apply the grace, and get results. You are authorized to rule and to reign. He has made us kings and priests unto our God. And we shall reign in heaven. Did he say in heaven? Why are we going to reign? And we reign on the earth. He has made us kings and priests that we should reign on the earth, solving problems here. Mm? You are light. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Matthew 5, 13. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. This is where you are meant to shine. Because you are complete in him, you should radiate him out of you. Hallelujah. What would it look like? You know, see, this is what Christ did. You know, Christ did a smart game. Let me explain. So he says, send the corner of it, what's going to die that buys alone. Okay, but if he dies, it will use many fruits. Use much fruit. So Christ is our prototype. Okay, prototype. Of which we all are alike. That's what it means. So Christ multiplied himself in us so that we all can express his glory in different areas of, areas of influence. So you can exp- you are meant to express his glory in a unique way that matters to your calling, to your career, your space. So, th- so they are meant to be, you know, um, um, lawyers that are lawyering in quotes out of the fullness of God. Doctors, engineers, scientists, HR people, um, real estate guys, people that, 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 that are expressing the, the, the divinity in them in all they do so that God is expressed this is the meaning so that God is expressed everywhere so that you know so that it is through us that he feels everywhere with himself so what do they look like what do they look like if you lift out more and more God's fullness in your space people will see you and glorify they will see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. Alright, so there's no piety, there's no piety in being stuck. In not applying yourself to get ahead in life. There's no piety there. Okay? Let the life of God in you show. Let it show that this person carries the life of God. Hallelujah. So you are that child of God that succeeds that cutting corners, walks in love, you know, loves Jesus, serves people. Are you getting my point? Okay. This is how you show you are complete in him. Not just talking it. As I am saying it, let it be shown in your life. Are we still here? We have gone on. Second Corinthians 3, 4 to 6. Yeah. Thank you. Second Corinthians 3, 4 to 6. Second Corinthians 3, 3, 4 to 6. Four to six or one to six? Four to six. Okay. Such confidence we have through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God, 
He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says we are competent. In it's, not, it's not personal competence. Okay? But this competence comes from God. He has made us competent. Competent. As well as new covenant, we are competent to carry out our ministries. He has made you competent. So what do you do? Apply it. Apply it. Apply it. So on the job, rent yourself, he has made me competent. So I can learn the skills. I can rep Christ here. I can rep Christ on the job. Yes. I can show the divine life in my job. I can do this. Not because, you know, I'm super smart. Yes, but because Christ lives in me. And in him dwells all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Yes, in him dwells all treasure of wisdom and knowledge. So I can learn this skill. Okay? For him, in him, and through him, by him, all things were made. So even this was made in him. So even in science. So I'm able to learn this. As I read, as I apply myself, as, as, as I get on the job, I will solve this problem. You get my point here? I see yourself as competent in him. Christ is my competence. Christ is my competency. Let's stop, stop this, stop this impractical revelation knowledge. It should be showing in your job. It should be showing. It should be showing. It should be showing. We are going to show. It should show. Hmm? It should show. It should show. Second Timothy 1, 6 to 7. Second Timothy 1, 6 to 7. Second Timothy 1, 6 to 7. Okay, I'm there. For this reason... I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Hallelujah. He says the spirit that God gives us, that God gave us, does not make us timid. What does he give us? Love. Love, power, and a sound mind. Alright, so that you have the truth of God in you should be how you defeat fear on the job. Fear in your work with God. Fear of who will I marry, how will I marry. All those fears. The spirit God gives you doesn't bow to fear, but rather this produces in you love. You can walk in love. You can love your partner. You can love your parents. You can love your siblings. You can love, you can walk in love. Love, power, okay, and a sound mind. Apply these things, all these things that you have because you are in Christ. You are complete in Christ. Apply these things to your everyday life and get results. Colossians 1. Colossians 1. Verse 1528. Let's end it here. Colossians 1 1528. This is a long reading. This is a long reading. We'll read it here. We'll read this reading and Colossians 2. i wrap it up there. Okay. Colossians 1 from verse 15 to 28. Okay, I'm there. The sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of our creation. For in him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Please pause. God has... Pause, sorry. Look at it. So that in all things he might have supremacy. All things, all things, spiritual, physical, so that in all things he might have supremacy. How? Through us, his body. Okay? Are we together this evening? Go on. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to him all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were, once you were alienated, 
once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to, pre to present you only in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This, this is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the lost people. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present every everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. Chapter 2. Chapter 2. I, I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in us and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am, pre I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world, rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. Is the head, is the, the head over every power and authority? In him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your old self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive in Christ. He gave us all our sins. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Buried! Good response. <laughs> Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to a religious festival, a, mo a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you. Such a person also goes into great detail about what they have seen. They are puffed up with the idle notions by their own spiritual mind. They have lost connections with the head, from whom the whole body, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. Please pause. <laughs> See this part. Paul says, don't let everybody judge you by all these spooky things, or what, what they eat, what you drink, you know, and all that. Says, you know, these things, they shadow of, 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 of what is to come. The reality is found in Christ. Say some these people go as far as you know, fake humility. This fake, fake humility, this fake spirituality, you know, talking about how they saw angels, how they came, they came, they come. They go into more too much into too much detail about what they see. They 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 built their entire life. Ah, I see, I saw, I saw Kenneko Kenneko. They built you know, and it's not just saying things that are people, it's how they saw the third devil. They went to the fourth, and also they saw, you know, they saw this, they saw this, they saw this. Then they're always about what they saw. You know, it says they look spiritual. But Paul calls, Paul, Paul says they have lost connection from the head. They are puffed up by the what I don't know, their own spiritual mind. So don't let people 
Don't let, don't let spooky things take, take you away from reality. Are we together tonight? Does this make sense to you? Don't be swept away by, in quote, spirituality. Don't, don't let people use, use it to steal. Don't let them use it to use it to pack your, use their bread to pack your stew. With all this fake spirituality, okay? Focus on the real deal. You have Christ. You are complete in Christ. All right? You know, I've heard a kind of story in this, in this pastor work. So I was talking to someone, one, of us, one of us recently about how this fake pastor came to the house. I'm talking about how, you know, how, how the sand they used to pray. Sand. They used to pray for people, you know. Weird stuff. I've heard, I've heard men talk about how pastors told them to beat naked at night at clinical clinical. They when they beat naked, they will, you know, funny things, okay? Beat in their in their bed suits, in their bed clothes, you know. Don't let any of these spooky things get your attention. Focus on the reality of your in Christness. You are in Christ. Christ is in you. You are complete in Him. When people are telling you those things and you, you, and you feel this, you feel this this unease in your spirit. Don't hear anymore. Don't wait to hear further. The talk is done. Conversation is over. Move on. Don't let you know people are my dear spiritual. Oh, they marry wrong. Shut up. Christ is in you. You are in Christ. Okay. Trust in this leading within you. When you feel something is off, don't debate it. Don't just leave. All right. That people sound spiritual doesn't mean they are spiritual. Continue. Continue. Okay. Yeah. Since you yeah. died with Christ, the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why, as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use are based on merely human commands and teachings. <clears throat> Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. Now let's finalize it. Let's go to chapter three, one and two. Let's 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 see where it ends. One to one to four, yes. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Glory! Good response. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Yeah. Glory! Verse 5 now says, put to death whatever belongs to your... Yeah, read read, read, read yeah. five. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. We can stop because there. Yeah, we can finish there. So when you read, when you, when you read all these verses, okay, it says, you know, they even treat their body harshly, you know, and they call it spirituality. Some 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 churches in quote I quoted churches, they use broom to do deliverance. This boy is too badly beat. Let's use broom to, broom to deliver him, or they go and stay, you know, come and do, come and do a bow, come and do a bow in the church. For three days, mm. they do a boy in church. I beg you, if you're a woman, don't do any boy in any church. People have been assaulted while doing a boy in quotes in church. They have been molested. So they do a boy. Okay? They do sort of things. Okay, that, but those things, they don't produce any results. What brings change in you? A boy. Protection. So, 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 so someone is looking for, someone is looking for husband. Okay, and nobody's toasting them. They now say, Come to church and pray for pray for three days. You'll sleep overnight in church. That church is where the miracles happen. They sleep overnight in church. Can you give them a special room where they where they pray? So if, it might even happen that at night, Pastor come and meet them to man. Let's go and pray together. Those kind of things, okay? Abu. Some of them they use broom to do deliverance for them. Only water. Some people have they have green soap, black soap, red soap with different kind of coin coin. Okay? Uh, those things have no power to restrain evil behavior, or to produce any results. How do you get results in your Christian work? Focus on Christ. Set your mind on things yours in Christ. Set your mind above where Christ, you know, where, where Christ was your life is. Okay, this is how you get results. Focusing on your in Christ realities. How do you defeat sin nature? Some people do things by fasting and prayer. <laughs> this is what I expect to the most. By 40 days fast, 50 days fast. When you finish fasting, 
that thing, you go back to committees. All right? How what do you do? Focus. Feed yourself on things you just in Christ. This is the real fast. Sit with the word. Read it. Say it to yourself. Keep at it. This is how you put your, your, your heart on things above by focusing on your in Christ reality. And this is how you get results that will transform your life. I will bless tonight. I will bless tonight. Give him praise. Thank you for his word. Thank you. Thank you for what thank you for what Jesus. We apply this as we grow in these things. We get better. 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 We grow in understanding. We grow in the knowledge of things as in Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Chance to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9am and Wednesday by 6pm to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world.